Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I am Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And we are here today to talk about the fun joy of emergency room visits with pets. Part of time. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to specifically focus later in the episode on our sweet little one-year-old puppy named Rue, who has an autoimmune disease. Spoilers. She's a unicorn. She's Mm -hmm. a special little sick baby who showed signs at like five months. Yeah. Five months, yeah. But to start off, we're going to talk about um, previous um, emergency room visits and kind of how they were um, pre-COVID and like our experience with a post-COVID emergency room visit where our dog might have died. So, um, I wanted to mention real quick why my voice sounds weird. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't have the plague. I do not have COVID-19. Oh, yes. It's probably bronchitis or something. So if you Testing hear me coughing, verified. it's not, yeah, it's confirmed <laughs> with a PCR test, so we know for sure, but yeah, that's why my voice is all messed up. Yes. And if you hear me coughing, it's not the plague, it's something else that's very unpleasant, but not as deadly, so. Heath is soldiering through with inflamed bronchial tubes. It sucks. It, you guys aren't going to catch it. Stay six feet away from your iPhone while listening to this <laughs> podcast. I'm kind of challenging earbuds, what are you going to do? Social Get an dis- extension card. <laughs> Okay, so we were going to throw it off to Kip first, and Kip was going to talk about emergency room visits um, they uh, had with Boy. Yes, okay, so um, Boy is really the only animal I really had to take it to the emergency room. He Now, I say he got hit by a car, but I have a conspiracy theory about this. Now, let me tell the story. Okay. <laughs> story time. Was it a dark story and stormy time. night? It was a dark and stormy Nine a.m. in the morning. I was asleep. This was it? Wait, was it actually dark and stormy? No. Okay. Can, it was the actually trend has lovely ended, outside. Okay. Nine a.m. in the morning. Nine a.m. in the morning. I had I had a flip phone at the time. I just want to mention that because this is how long ago it was. Yeah, that takes it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back but to he, the phones. He had uh, he had a caller with with his name and my number on it, and I get a call. This lady is like, hey, I found your cat on the side of the road. He was hit by a car. He was walking in circles. I grabbed him. I am giving you a call. You know, let me let me drop him off. And I'm like, oh, my God, please you bring him here. I'll take him to the vet. Thank you so much. And then here's the part that years later I'm getting the conspiracy theory thing going on in my head. I do not remember having my home address on his tags. But she came to my driveway and dropped my cat off. Did she... Was she a neighbor? Never seen her before in my life. Didn't recognize the car. Did she turn around and maybe, like, your park... Your driveway? I Now, keep in mind, it is me, so I'm not really paying attention. That's fair. <laughs> so she could have been a neighbor, but at the same time, I feel like if he was hit by a car, he would have been dead or something. Or so would have lost you, some so a limb. Or, how was he injured? It was a head injury. So what do you think she did? I don't think she did anything. I think a male in her family, and I'll get to why I think it's a male, mm. abused him in some way, hit him in the head with, I, I say I think that he hit him in the head with a bat or something like that. I don't know. Just something, it's, trigger warning, <laughs> terrible, something terrible happened to boy. <clears throat> so, plague. So, I took him 
to the vet. I'm crying. I'm sobbing. I'm not really thinking about it at the time. Um, you know, they take care of him. They have him on fluids. They stabilize him. He comes mm. out of it with anxiety and a fear for men. Mm. So that's where every time he saw a man he didn't know, he would just immediately puff up and just start hissing at, at them. So... That's why I think it was a dude specifically. But he did, boy didn't have any broken bones or any other kind of injuries. They just kind of gave him some anti-inflammatory. I don't know what they did. I'm not a vet. <laughs> they gave him some stuff to just kind of help him get through it and then stabilize him. But right. he didn't need surgery or anything like right. that. And nothing was broken. Okay. So, and now he's fine. He's on... He's on amitriptyline, which he I got him on later because of his anxiety. Okay, so that's yeah. not anti-anxiety. Yeah, it's an anti-anxiety medication, which we can we can talk about that later. Yeah. But um, you know, so but that that was my emergency room visit, and that's why I think that that my neighbor lady abused my cat. Your neighbor lady's son, or yeah, 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 or whatever, male. Okay, exactly. So we've only had one other animal really have to go to the emergency room. It was Quinn, and um, Quinn is a daredevil. She we call her a Gryffindor. Um, she was, and also she's very fussy about getting her claws clipped. She's better now, but when she was a kitten, she was really hard to. Clipper claws. Um, and so because of that, her claws would get longer than they should be, and she would get caught on things. One of the Kitten claws grow so fast. They grow so fast. And she literally pulled away in her sleep all four of her legs. Yes. She was one of the cat. I have two animals in which I try to clip their claws in their sleep. Anyway, that is fine. Um, she was running around, and we have this standing scratching post with, like, a little seat on it, and she, like, backflipped parkoured her way and oh then gosh. and then decided to jump down and she pulled the tower down on herself and caught her paw and she made like the most horrifying sound she limped on it i was like freaking out my vet had just closed like i think i caught them like they were closing in 30 minutes i'm like oh what do i do mm -hmm. and they're like well we're closing so we cannot see her if you if she is limping if you are afraid something is like actually injured or hurt go take her to this emergency vet and he they gave me a recommendation very nice and Good question how what? big was Quinn at the time she was less than a year less than a year okay yeah. now, now keep in mind she was pretty close she's to fat now. yeah she was she's fat now she was still small at that time. okay okay because i just i just can she's think of her fat. doing a backflip though well, i can think of her doing a backflip now and her bowling ball butt just hitting the ground <laughs> and heath was on his way to work so i literally mm -hmm. call him like i think quinn might have broken her leg or hurt mm -hmm. her leg because she was limping she wasn't putting weight and when i touched it she like kissed at me and it was just very very mm -hmm. yeah and i took her in um i remember quinn getting hurt Oh, it was like a small thing. It wasn't okay. like a big thing, but nothing to write home about. But still, no, it, it still turned upsetting. out to be nothing. Like it was a sprain that she got some anti-inflammatories, and then she was fine. But like I took her to the emergency room. She panted the whole time, and I will say, like I kind of sat in a room with her, and she just sat in my lap most of the time. So, and then they're like, "Yeah, no, she's fine. She probably sprained because she started walking and doing fine, yep. and got some painkillers. Um, nothing occurred past that. Uh, my vet checked in after. It's like, yeah, is she cool? And we're like, yeah. So that was kind of our emergency room visits beforehand, and then um. So that was all pre-COVID. So you could go in with the animal. It was a little stressful, but at least you were there. You could be and, there to comfort your animals. Right. And then post-COVID, we had um, Rue. 
she was about five months. Um, he started noticing these <coughs> signs more because he was off that weekend that they started occurring. Do you want to set up that? Uh, yeah, so we got them before COVID, as we mentioned in the welcome episode or puppy episode. I forget which. Anyway, we got them in January, and then um, by the time they were five months old, which was March. Yeah, about on March. Yeah, so like when the pandemic was new still. Yeah, the shutdowns were just starting up. Yeah, um, she started losing weight. Uh, she was less interested in food. She was spitting up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ha- we were weighing them like every week or every two weeks because we were like, oh, we're tracking their puppy weight and it's very cute. Yeah. And then she started to not gain weight and then she started losing yeah, weight. Yeah, over two weeks she like lost a couple pounds or something. Which is not two what puppies weeks. are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah no, not that early. She was only like five fatter. months old. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like her structure was getting bigger, but she was not gaining weight, so she just was starting to look really pitiful. No. So we <coughs> took her to our normal vet, and they're like, oh, they did an x-ray, and they found, like, a small metal thing, so our yard has some, I, I don't know, our yard, every now, the dogs like to dig, and every now and then they'll find, we like. Live, we live in Redneckville, yes. where trash people lived in our homes And apparently us. just covered all their garbage and dirt, and every yeah. now and then the dogs find a lovely surprise, like an old soda can or yeah. something. There's, there's legitimately the a. who worked on the deck. Yes. The deck. There's, no. there's legitimately a buried trash pile behind my barn. Wow. Yeah, my neighbors were like, oh yeah, that's where the trash pile was. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> like, I had to dig that thing out. Oh, and I pulled out, got like just every manner of crap. Yeah. Also, when you said you have a barn, you made it sound like we were really in the middle of nowhere. No, I mean, Kip just has a barn. I in have your a random cabin. barn it's next to my common, log cabin. It's not a common occurrence. No, no. those things. No, it's great. In but, a yeah. suburban neighborhood, Kip has a cabin and a barn in what, like half an acre of land. Yeah. Okay. But this is Georgia suburbia, so yeah. just keep that in mind, people. Anyway, um, so <laughs> he took Rue, and they did an X-ray, and they found that there was um, like something metal, and so they assumed her digestion thing she yeah, passed it, was, it fine it was close to the end of the digestive track at that point yeah and, and so like, just watch for the next two days and make sure she passes it yeah and so we did that we dug through poop we can't find it and then the vet's like oh no it's very small you probably wouldn't have been able to see it but and, and they like, saw so we dug through for no reason yeah <laughs> so then why Perfect. did you ask to look right <laughs> we were like watching her carefully and yes i remember yeah. this and she was i, I called out of say, work yeah yes we just called out a normal to, thing to mush dog poo yes <laughs> and i have called out for the plague now it's not the plague yeah yeah it's whatever I it's, think it's I, your plague it's yeah, it's your it pr- is, it's it your is, own personal plague it's, it's just bronchitis <laughs> so uh but rue did look very gaunt no she was she was, she she was, was like a tim burton skeleton dog it was really sad so what the vet thought was that from whatever metal she took she ingested something that was making her sick so they did some blood work and they're like this is a lot of money here we'll send it out it'll be cheaper and she's young she's fine uh we'll just it'll be fine it's probably just high toxicity of like some metal thing and then we'll see what happens um the next day i get a call at work and i'm like oh it's bruce vet i was on a 10 so i'm like yeah sure i'll answer and i'm like hi and they're like okay we got blue uh ruse blood work back in you need to take her to the emergency room immediately because she has the highest um, Billy Rubin levels I have ever seen, and Billy Rubin levels are liver values that show that your liver is basically shutting down. Cool. Yeah. So I immediately cool. Good, good, great. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your puppy is dying. Take her to the emergency yeah. room. So I immediately hung up, called Heath. I'm like, you have to take her to the emergency room now. I was at work. People are listening to me on the phone and thought I was talking about a living person, like, dying. You're and probably not super uh, happy about that either. Baby, she was a five-month-old puppy. Yeah, because I, like I know you're not when supposed I got to have to worry about your ribbon. five-month-old puppy yeah. having a failing liver. Exactly. No. I, I was like sobbing and weeping like a giant man-child. Like it was just the most yeah, upsetting thing I ever. Yeah, I was. You know? I was very lucky because I actually got off at like six. Five or six that day. Normally, I closed on there very late, mm-hmm. so I got off and then immediately went and sat in a parking lot of uh, the emergency uh, vet place. Uh, yeah. Emergency? What's there? They emergency vet. Oh, it's just emergency vet. Yeah. Okay. Um, the emergency. Creative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, I don't. If anyone's been to the vet post COVID, you sit in your cars most of the time, and when you go for an emergency vet. Um, you basically, you sign in and you kind of wait. And so and you just get to wait. For you a just long wait time. and you have no clue. How I think we were like an hour and a half. We were waiting. Oh, uh, well, Rue didn't get in until like an hour and a half. And then we were kind of waiting for another like half hour, 40 minutes to, um, someone to actually get her in. And basically they were running tests and diagnostics and they're like, well, We'll do blood liver. We'll get our fluids. Um, and, and you guys had stuff. to wait in your car for, like, hours. Yes. Yeah. We were just sitting in the car with Mishka in the car, too, because we were, like... Um, Rue looks so pitiful. She was, like, curled up just in the back seat. And yeah. her temperature was low. Must have been that liver shutting down business. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah liver really failure is a tough one out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we did that. They took her in. They were going to do observation and then try to do some diagnostic, like more blood work, check her liver levels. And so we were waiting for a call back. The next day we do get a call back from the doctor, and he's basically like, so I don't know if you guys have ever had a, like, a vet try to not get your hopes up or have that tone of, I'm giving you information and give you information, but we're not on a positive sweep here. Right, right. So it was the very calm, like, the, every... These are just facts. Yes. So he explained what the levels meant. He explained how she was doing. He explained the phrase that I specifically... So this is like the next day. Yes. Because we had to leave her overnight for a few nights. Yeah. And the phrase I specifically remember each of them using was, it is unusual for a dog of her age. Like, they had ideas what it could be if she was older, but they're like... The sign she is presenting is not normal for a five-month-old puppy. So this is where we're confused. They did some more blood work, and all levels were dropping. And um, in a bad way, they were actually elevating. Yeah, they, they like the good levels were dropping. All the high, like oh, your kidneys are shutting down, your liver shutting down. There was a biopsy test that they talked about, but her clotting was not good, so she could bleed yeah, out. She was at risk of bleeding out, so it basically came down to, and this was, what, two or three days in? Yeah, like day three, I think. Yeah, it basically came down to he could give her um, steroids, and that would hopefully help. And we would just monitor and see if there's improvement. Yeah, or the other option was to just try to figure out exactly what it was with the liver biopsy, but she would likely bleed out, and then there would still be the issue of actually treating her. And the results won't be in for several days, because 
that's how biopsies work. And so we went with the steroids because also the biopsy was like another couple thousand dollars. And she was already at like 4,000 at that point or something crazy like that. Because like overnight emergency stays are not cheap. I think it was like 3,600 for the for first day total. Okay, that makes sense. It was close to 4,000 between, yeah, between the vet visits to our normal vet mm-hmm. and then also the emergency vet. So good news, the steroids did work. She saw improvement. She got released. She was on some follow-up care. We kept checking her levels, and we have dogs, so <coughs> currently they are playing. Everything is okay, but we're having sharing issues. So dogs are under control now. Um, so she came back. The steroids worked. She got better. We took her back to our vet. We did some blood work, continued to be better, and then she was fine. And we were like, okay, that was a weird... She was on meds for like a month after that. Yeah. And then there were about... There was a month, month and a half more to two months at the most where yeah. she wasn't on any meds and she was normal and fine. Yeah. And, and so we were hoping it was a weird one-off from something she absorbed from the things she ate and it turned out that was not the fact because she started to lose weight again, get jaundiced again. But so this happened right after Mishka had thrown up unusually like a few times overnight. This is uh, during a weekend I was off. Yes. So I was watching them. So he had thrown up in a way that I hadn't seen him throw up before. And I mean, if you have dogs or pets in general, you know, they throw up a lot. They just do for various reasons. I mean, not like all the time, but I'm saying it's not unusual if they throw up in there. That will just happen because just like humans, their stomachs get upset and that's the easiest way for them to resolve it. Yeah. And sometimes it's overeating and other things, but like it was unusual. Yeah, like they ate and then they were active too quickly and upset their tummies, so they vomit. But um, anyway, he had like dry heaved. So I thought that was unusual. We were going to take him to the vet if he had continued anything, but he seemed fine. Except like hours later, Ruth started to do her spit up thing, just like the time before when she was five months old and almost died. Um we were also noticing yellowness and jaundice, so we yeah. took her back to our vet, and the vet's like, okay, we're going to give her blood work, we're going to do it in-house so we get it back today, and then they're like, okay, the levels are not as bad as last time, but they're there. You need to go back to the emergency room, and uh, we had gotten pet insurance like a couple of days after Rue's first emergency visit. They're like, you have pet insurance, so just take well, really, her to- as soon as she, it was clear that something was really wrong is when I got it, because foolishly, I was planning on getting it. I was always intending to get pet insurance for them, because puppies are dumb, and they eat things they're not supposed to, mm-hmm. and so they're inevitably going to hurt themselves in some way more than, say, cats would. Um, <clears throat> so I was planning on getting it when they were, like, six months old, because I was thinking they wouldn't manage to seriously get e- sick e- with anything e- chronic, certainly. Yes, at five months old. So we'll we'll touch back on that in a late in a little bit later in the episode. But um, our vets like you have pet insurance. Go ahead, just take them in. That will help cover your costs. It'll be good. And we're like, okay, yeah, because we weren't ever diagnosed with anything, so we thought, yeah, that would be fine too. Yeah, took her back. Um, they're like, okay, this is presenting the same as the thing before. She is better. Her clotting's better. Let's go ahead. Do Apparently, the, the metal thing she ate was not related. No, the metal thing was just a weird. It's red herring. That didn't affect anything because it was too small to hurt her. So, no. whatever it was. Whatever it was. We will never know. All right. Even though we dig through the poop. Yeah. And so, they're like, okay, her levels are better. They're still not good, but they're better than they were. We're going to do the biopsy. We're going to figure out what this thing is, and we're going to be done with it. So, but because of how um, it was 
we had to bring her in yet again as an emergency diagnostic because um, the place we went to was booked up for several weeks for actual diagnostics. Like, ideally, you just want to schedule a diagnostics, but she was already sick, and we already knew the trajectory of this. She so, was already jaundiced. Yeah. Like, so there, she got jaundiced a lot quicker so there the was second time. No reason to wait, so we... so. Mercy visit for diagnostics. The first day that people were able to see her, they didn't have their, I think, radiology. Did we have to wait for like three hours or something? It was a long time. It was longer, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I waited. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I listened to like three or... It was I, hours. Yeah, I listened to some very long podcasts, actually. So, yeah, I, I managed to get through a good chunk of my podcast feed before I got seen. The first day she was there to actually see someone the next following morning because we went in the evening. So they couldn't do the biopsy that day because they didn't have the radiology team in to do the imaging. So we had to wait yet another, another day. Night, and you have to pay for that. Uh-huh. And then we got the biopsy. Then she got released. She was sent home with the same meds, the steroids, the thing that helps her liver and the thing that helps her kidney. Your Urdacel. Ursadel. Ursadel. Pred. Dinaminarin. And dinaminarin. Yeah. Which I pronounced all the medications perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we knew the regimen would work because it worked really well the first time. And she's actually, this is the med that she takes every day. She takes all three of those every day. So we waited like, it was like over a week. And then they gave us back the results. And basically the doctor was like, okay, so she has an autoimmune disease that attacks her liver. And it is the phrase that I love hearing. It is unusual for a dog of her age. But apparently it can present in, like, lab mixes. So Yeah, but usually not until they're, like, five years old or something. Yeah, like, two, I think, is what yeah. he said is the two youngest to, he'd to, ever two seen. Two five years old is pretty common, is what yeah. I was reading online. Yeah, he said two years old was the youngest he'd ever seen it presented. Yeah. So we have a beautiful uniform. Yeah. Um, five months. Yeah. That's five crazy. Months. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, the, the situation that she went through. Hey! Hey! Mishka and Rosie are disagreeing about sharing a toy. So, Mishka's not good with sharing, and Rosie's actually good with sharing, but she doesn't understand that her friends don't want to share. Yeah. So, poor Rose. Our dogs are the monsters. <laughs> uh, so, talk about what you were saying. Right, right. So, so, um,. You know, was recently diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, and I think we talked about this on episode one. I can't remember. A little bit. We, yeah, we a little talked bit. about that was part of the reason you went the Craigslist puppy route instead of trying to exactly. Yes, yeah. and um, I still haven't. Now, now that biopsy is what officially diagnoses you. You know, I mean, I guess with a dog, it's, it's you know, I mean, for me, it's it's the same because. They wanted to do a biopsy of my lung mm-hmm. and never did it because uh, because my 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 rheumatologist is an empath and doesn't want to like put me out. Oh, okay. like he doesn't want me to be he he doesn't want me to suffer, but unnecessarily the, unnecessarily. But at the same time, it's funny because I feel like I would be fine. With doing the biopsy, even it though standard medical procedure. Yeah, I mean, I get it, it's gonna suck, but it's like you do it once and then mm-hmm. you know. But he he hasn't gone that route yet. Um, but when I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital for two weeks mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the doctors kept on saying that I was sick because it's my fault and I'm too stressed out. 
Okay. Yes, I remember this. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah, it was yeah. last December where I, I kept going back to the doctor, mm-hmm. and I was uh, sweating and throwing up and um, in severe pain. Right. And couldn't breathe. Yeah, and, and also, like, really bad, like, cold flu type stuff. Stress yeah. doesn't do that to Yeah, you. it lasted for about a month. Um, where I kept on getting told that it was me and I'm just stressed out and hysterical. Which you're not. And also, this is why you bond with Rue so well. Which is why I love Rue, because me and Rue were just a couple of hysterical, stressed out, you know. (laughs) Those women. (laughs) Those women. And they're hysterics. As you know, being a five-month-old puppy is extremely taxing. Yeah, it's very, it's very taxing. So, but, um, yeah, so... I finally went to a doctor that was like, hey, well, you, you can't, you say you can't breathe and you're obviously in a lot of pain, you know, because you're crying in my office and, uh, I cry a lot. Today, today is a Kip cries a lot pod. So <laughs> on to the happy. Okay. So then so that doctor, they, they, actually took, they, they actually took an x-ray and saw that my lung was filled with fluid oh. and then I, I was breathing my alveoli that was available was about the size of a fist. Oh. Do you mean your lungs were filled with feelings? Is yeah, that the feelings, mean? exactly. Also, My lungs are filled yeah. with feelings, I'm and that's why I can breathe. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's fluid. all it is. Yeah. 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 So this is the human medical pod- part of the podcast, yeah. where Kip explains how um, autoimmune disease that attack the lungs work. It's yeah, kind it, of comparing it to the human experience yes. and the dog experience mm-hmm. and how similar it is, because we're both, you know what, we're the same. You're the special You're the same. Things. Anyway. Um, yeah, and but they just they popped a hole in it and drained it. They had to good. do it twice. Like they <laughs> pulled three liters out. Well, Rue Ugh. doesn't have to have her liver drained. No, nope. that's not how no drainage work. for the liver. No, but, but um, but anyway, the they did end up putting me on prednisone and just yeah tried to you, see if that worked. And you're it did. prednisone twins. We're pred twins. Yay! One so. of my cats has also been on prednisone. So. Prednisone is a miracle drug that solves all the problems. Long-term steroid use is not actually great. Depression? So, uh, Stop, it's, it's not a cure-all, no. <laughs> okay. uh, no, no, no. There's no such thing as a cure-all ever, and if someone says it's cure-all, it cures probably nothing. Yep. <laughs> okay, so moving on. So that so Rue is on prednisone, and we're currently, um, we've lowered the dose three, four times? I think so. Four times, maybe? I think three times. Three. I think it's been halved like three times now. Yeah, halved three times. Um, we actually probably in a couple weeks need to take her back to check her blood levels again because we're still the when you're on long term steroid use because it does actually damage the kidney and the liver. Which is what their other two medicines are. Um, yeah, her other two medicines support the kidney and the liver because we're damaging it. There's no way to right. take a dog off of it because you can't tell how well it's working. Because the dog, you know, the dog's so can't So we find English, the most so. low dose. And that's what we're currently doing. She's been yeah. doing well. Um, I will say side effects of Pred is it makes her a demon who wants to eat everyone's food. She's gotten a lot better Me too. It. Yeah. We're on um, this dose. We've actually stopped having to split up her and her brother from eating because Mishka got so irritated. She was so bad. She was just like this little ball of hunger. And all you could see in her face was hunger. And she just tried to lunge with her whole body towards any food near her. And Mishka like, got... Dog food, not he was really patient food. for a good yeah. while, and yeah. then he got fed up with it. Because her body language was so needy. She mm-hmm. was like, 
it, it was just ridiculous. She was never like this before. Also, she was pretty chill about food. Yeah, and she's definitely chill now, a side finally. effect of the yeah. bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting back to chill levels, and she isn't as hungry, and she doesn't have to pee everywhere. Yeah, she had to like relearn how to be house trained because of the meds. Oh, and how sick she that was. was so frustrating. We were yeah. getting. They were. They were house trained. We were only having accidents if it was like a long stay. Yeah. At home and without then she had a to human. pee like every five minutes. And it was so frustrating to, like, watch that regression because it just felt so frustrating because we were so close. Like, I literally hadn't bought puppy pads going, we did it, this is the last box, it'll be done, and then pee everywhere. I'm like, well, back to the puppy pads. Yep. But um, we were going to finish up by talking a little bit about pet insurance because guess what happens when you get pet insurance? few days after they get put into the hospital, because we mentioned that because she wasn't diagnosed, we thought that pet insurance would cover her hospital stay because we didn't have a diagnosis. But apparently... Rosie is losing her crap over here. Hey, Rosie. She loves you. Yes, she does. Um, oh, my God. So, that thumping is her tail. Yes. <laughs> Don't lunge at my face. So, um... It is considered, apparently, because it takes... Rosie, you're missing a first sound. So, apparently, when you get pet insurance, uh, there is, like, a month... Was it, like, a whole No, it's, it's two weeks. Okay. Anyway. Okay, explain it, because you actually... So, we looked up... Well, I researched a bunch of different pet insurances, and, um, obviously, because there aren't laws forcing pet insurance companies to, uh, you know, include pre-existing conditions... Unfortunately, pre-existing conditions are not covered, and that's the only reason that human health insurance does that, really, is because the law requires that, you know, human beings get medical coverage for pre-existing conditions because they still need medical care. But anyway, we have shopped around, and um, I guess I can just name drop them. Yeah, I mean, mean, any pet insurance would do this because, like... Yeah, this is all of them, literally all of them. I've looked it up. I've looked it up since... Um, we chose Embrace because, considering everything, it looked like the best option. And if I had just gotten it like a month earlier, literally, I would have we had shopped more positive it. feelings towards pet insurance. Probably, we we literally had shopped it a month before Rue got sick. Yeah, because I was going to do it at six months. I was always planning on getting them pet insurance, and we decided we wanted to pay some stuff down before we added like a what was it like a forty it's, month? It's like thirty six a, a dog month? each month. So it's okay, like it's like sixty a month. Yeah. So we were being the responsible adults, getting something paid off before we added a sixty a month bill. To yeah, it's our more just bills. also. I also thought that it wouldn't be a problem because why would I assume that we would get a chronic Rare problem that's lifelong disease. that needs treatment her whole life or she'll die? Like, why would I assume that we would have a little unicorn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought they could wait until six months, and they could not. Um, so when we got the biopsy in her second emergency hospital stay when she was like seven months old. Another 3,000 something? Yeah, it was over 3,000. Anyway, because the biopsy. but So they didn't cover that. Because even though, yeah. And even though it wasn't, um, and they, she had to stay that extra night, which wasn't our fault. But anyway. Um, it's no one's fault. Uh, so ooh, the process for getting pet insurance, because there is a period in which they have to get all the records in. And in that period, because Rue's records are included the first emergency stay. Um, right, and because it, the symptoms were the same 
uh, which is just like hepatic disease is basically the unofficial diagnosis. I mean, it it was considered it was and it wasn't a diagnosis um, because it didn't really get down to the cause of it. Like we didn't know that it was autoimmune, which is really actually a diagnosis. But I guess that doesn't matter. It's just the symptoms. And also, it's pet insurance. There, I they I feel like it's good to have it. Like so, if you have a young puppy. I think it's very useful to get because dogs have injuries. Like Mishka's pet insurance is actually very helpful because he's only gotten like injuries from like springing muscles. Yeah. And so those vet bills count toward his deductible. Yeah. And, and it's common for dogs, especially depending on the breed, to eat something they're not supposed to and then get sick. So mm-hmm. my recommendation is still if you get a puppy, like very heavily consider getting pet insurance. I guess consider it at like four months so you can just not be in our situation for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's unlikely that you would have this issue. Um, it's super rare, but obviously, if, if they get anything that's going to be chronic, it's not going to be covered later. Yeah, if you have an older dog who doesn't get into as much trouble, it might not be necessary. But then again, like most breeds, like some breeds are very active, so look into it because also, um, like just in general, emergency visits with dogs which i feel happens a lot more than with cats yeah mm-hmm. um can get expensive and it's it adds what, up yeah whatever it's dogs in feel like, are like I, and i know people hate this comparison but they are like little people that you have they to are. like watch and you know <laughs> they get into shenanigans no. all the time and are loud and thump so another and destroy things. So Kip, you don't have pet insurance, but you do have something. Sorry, we're toy sharing again. We'll see if this makes it in the episode. We're just losing all the toys. We're slowly losing all the toys. We'll we'll find a better solution for this. No. Now, um, so Kip, you didn't do pet insurance. No, you have something through the band. Yeah, I do the famous PetSmart Banfield, uh, which I actually didn't know they had plans. I didn't know uh, either. Yeah, I thought that it was just a random vet thing that they had, but they have plans that you can pay for monthly. And um, I got, like, the Super Gold Platinum Premium puppy plan that covers, like, all the things. Well, what does it cover? Because um, I think also giving people different choices, because what we have is pet insurance, so mm-hmm. our vet's just, like, a clinic, so it's not attached to PetSmart. It doesn't right. have these... Um, corporate plans, but right, which right. pet insurance doesn't cover like for the most part, it doesn't cover routine care. It covers like emergency or illness, yeah. So like injury right. or illness type stuff. So your yearlies, you're <coughs> not going to get covered by your yeah. pet insurance, and they they count towards the deductible. And then once you go over that, whatever percentage of coverage you selected, like we selected seventy percent, we would be reimbursed for seventy percent back if you know once you reach that deductible. So yeah, you pay out of pocket, and then they're supposed to mail you stuff back once you've hit your deductible. That seventy percent. So yeah. that's how pet insurance works. If anyone's curious about it yeah if you're getting a puppy i recommend it at least least. Uh, i I don't personally think it's necessary for cats but yeah because cats well especially if they're indoor cats they're not as likely to have an issue and and unless they're a special kitty yeah Yeah, i like it in which case you wouldn't know until it was too late yeah my my little sister has a, a sweet little inbred kitty with like really messed up hips so back to kip's um puppy plan and explaining exactly because it's not pet insurance it's yeah a no special... it's, it's like a pet 
medical subscription. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what all is included in it? So you've got... Um, they and, send you a box of medical supplies monthly. Send you a, bo- a box of dirty syringes. And you just, <laughs> is it themed like this is the fall this syringes? This is the fall. This is the pumpkin spice vaccine. <laughs> um, so it's... Uh, <laughs> it uh, basically... Um, and I really had to pry them for information. Like the things that I wanted, I was like, I can pay for the stuff. I'm looking for simplicity. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went with Banfield. Um, I, I just was asking him about, you know, I want to make sure that my dog has all her vaccines. I want to make sure that she's spayed. I want to make sure that she's, you know, got the, the flea medicine, the tick medicine, the heartworm, the, all the things. And I don't want to have to pay attention too hard about it. So um, that's pretty much what's included with this and a DNA test. Oh. But it's actually kind of a bogus DNA test because it it has a, a poor reputation of not accounting for all bully breeds. Oh, is so it just that breed? Is it specifically against yeah. bullies? Uh, specifically against bullies. So it's so more specific for most other dogs, though. Yeah, it is. So that's really funny. Though. It's, that is it's really discriminatory, and I yeah, don't appreciate it. So yeah. all all pit bulls come up as like a hundred percent Staffordshire Terrier. Oh, all and that's all are the same get. to you, Banfield. Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all you get. The racism in the dog community. Yeah. Yep. So Rosie. Rosie definitely doesn't have anything else in bullies. Is so it she, she sponsored came up with- by any DNA group? Like, there's the, um, I forget what they are, but there's different, like, types. Um, I'm actually... We're gonna Google. Excuse us why our dogs fight and Kip Googles. <laughs> I'm actually, I have the, I have the app, the Banfield app. And it tells me exactly... Oh, I don't have the internet. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Banfield DNA test is racist against bullies. We're yes. not exactly... So we had a recent storm. It knocked out power. Kip's house has power. Now, but no internet. We yeah. don't have... Hopefully we'll have power when we go home. We'll find out. Yeah, right. Um, but... I live on the fancy side of town. Mm-hmm. You're with your barn. <laughs> with my barn. Yeah. Um, those were coughs of joy. I have sinuses, and when I do, I... We've all got I also, I, yeah, we're all... I know for sure I don't. <laughs> I have had two different tests, the two I, different kinds. I, I did, I did. Laugh. <laughs> Those are her coughs of joy. She does get them every year, actually. I do. This is normal. And when they make me laugh, I get coffee, but... So, I know so she's like, she's definitely not anything else, because she came back as 100% staffy, so that's right. Um, she got, she got, she's gotten all her vaccines, all that, and I think I pay about... 50 bucks a month That's not bad. for everything. So anytime you take her to the vet, like if you have an emergency visit? No, I, I have had to pay for like medication for her. Like oh, bullies yeah. have really sensitive skin and they, they now, now this is one thing I don't appreciate about the vets there is that they freak out about every little blemish on Why? her skin. Why? It's, it unnerved me because I didn't know what I was supposed to be worried about because I'm new to the whole dog ownership thing. Yeah, that's fair. So they were like, oh, there's a spot. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's dog cancer. Like, you know. And now it's like they've cried wolf with the spots on her. The spots always go away. Yeah. I you mean, know, she, her food's fine. Her fur looks great now. Her I skin looks so, It feels like kind of the opposite of Arvet because Misha, he has allergies. Like, his paws seem to get sensitive, and he had, like, this bacterial infection. We thought, oh, no, his 
His pad is like falling off, or I don't know. It wasn't falling off. It looked like, like it was growth? growing another pad. It looked similar. Yeah, the tissue looks similar to his pad. Mm-hmm. And, and then the like, vet. Why is this on the side of your foot? And then the yeah. vet's like, oh no, it's just his allergies and his bacteria, and just wipe his paws with this, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Dogs get that. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And your vet is like, oh, there's a pimple. Every spot is a problem. And it's like, and, and I understand that they're just trying to be thorough and scaring the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, I don't want my dog to have spots. And in the beginning, she was actually genuinely suffering from a problem. She was actually super, super itchy when she yeah. was a teeny tiny baby. You said, like... Uh, bullies have like a sensitive skin issue sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because of their very, very short, fine fur. Yes. That makes it, sense. It just, I, I guess it's a gen- genetic thing. Because I've heard this from other bully owners. It's something that a lot of them look out for. Okay. And, and so, you know, and that's something I noticed when she was very small was that she did actually have very itchy skin. She was always scratching herself. It never became, she never started getting bad spots on her from continued scratching because I I got it covered mm-hmm. before it got really bad because I recognized the issue fairly quickly. Um, no creature is supposed to just sit there and scratch. scratch, scratch, scratch yeah, scratch. yeah. That normally means you have fleas. Ooh, we should do a flea episode. <laughs> Look. <laughs> so, so she's never had, Rosie personally has never had fleas. I've had some bad situations with fleas with the cats. I have, too. I yeah. had a very long flea episode, which one of my cats, I think he was highly allergic to fleas. But yeah, and just had a, a bad yeah, issue. Yeah, because he, like, lost hair. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll cover we'll, that. We'll, we'll have a flea episode. It'll be yeah, great. it'll be fun. You can invite a flea on the show, talk to him about it. Flea <laughs> <laughs> circuses. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, how much do you enjoy uh, carrying the plague? And well, okay. You- so. and, then, and then we kill the flea for you live. Oh, yeah, for you, yeah, we are a satanic sacrifice. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out. Okay, okay. so. Um, yeah, so. Police have skin problems. Yeah, and, and um, I, I was able to nip it in the bud with a special shampoo. Mm-hmm. I think what she was suffering from was more fungal. Oh. And since, and, I, and, and because I got her from such a strange place. You know, bad, and I ended bad, up... Bad Craigslist man. Bad, bad Craigslist guy. Um, so I ended up getting her a medicated shampoo that was not recommended by the vet at all. Um, but it helped? But it helped. Like, okay. since I washed her with that, mm-hmm. she has been pristine. No itching. No more bumps. Like, she gets bumps, but they're, like, little bumps. Like, you know, like, like you live in your skin and yeah, stuff happens. Skin, yeah. Uh, no dog has perfect skin. We're not holding her up to high beauty exactly. standards. Well, I am. She looks yeah. like a show bully now. She yeah. look, her so how often do you bathe her? Um, now once a week after, okay. after puppy playtime. Okay. Cause that's when she gets muddy and sticky. The worst. It's like a week of living and then the worst dirty day. And then I wash her and it starts over again. That makes yeah. sense with the way that she plays. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She they, gets down and dirty. Our dogs get bathed like once, like every one to two weeks, depending if it's a rainy week, we have a lot more baths because mm-hmm. they love to dig in mud. Or we might just yeah. spray them down with the hose. Like yeah. <laughs> well, they were, we did not have They sequester time. themselves on the back deck and then I go to the top of the stairs and spray them while they can't escape. They yeah. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so what escape. all does the band... It's what they have to pay. That's the price they have to pay to be able to come back inside. Yes. Yep. 
Yep. So, <coughs> Banfield plan, it includes, you said, Spain, neutering shots, um, yep. general visits? Um, it, it does. I don't recall having to pay for... I think I only ever had to pay for a visit once. Was it the nail and thing? I think it... Mm, is I think it, it was like, the nail thing, yeah. So unexplained, so not routine. So it's all it's yeah. so it's basically the opposite of what pet insurance is. Pet insurance is all for emergencies and like weird things. Why the Banfield plan is like your run your of routine the, stuff. Your routine it's stuff. covered in the in the fifty to I think yeah, I'm actually paying fifty-five. Okay. They do have like base plans, but I have like the the crazy like all the stuff I mean, plan. I mean that is a better pay period like uh so when I have to go to the vet normally they're about like Mishka stuff tends to like a general exam is like fifty, but if we have to get any blood work, like root hey any um blood work root it tends to go up into like seventy to ninety, possibly a hundred. Meet me. So that actually does save you money and saves you time and mm-hmm. I, I can get that for routine stuff. So right. We wanted to kind of give out those different options of if you're ever thinking about sick animals or even routine. Like, I will say my cat's vet bills are way higher. Like, trouble if he has to get blood work, that's like $200 because lab work is expensive. Right, right. I mean, all elder pet care is going to be expensive. (sighs) Elder pet care versus young pet care is a lot different. I, I remember what it was that I had to take Rosie for that I had to pay for. What? It was, I thought that she got bit by a deer tick oh. because she had a bite. Because I, I, I go, I do a lot of hiking. I do a lot of camping. And I, I, I have been taking Rosie along since she was very, very small to get her used to that kind of activity. You mean very young. She's never been that small. She's teeny tiny. She's, she's like a, a loaf of well, bread. She's a pocket. She's a pocket bully. You just put her she's in a pocket. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Purebred <laughs> pocket bully. Purebred pocket bully. Yeah, you know, just 50-something pounds. She's yeah. only 55 pounds. Very so. big pocket, but pocket bully. <laughs> it's okay. She's a big girl. She carries her own pack and everything. She does. She's got it's a doggy cute. backpack. Oh, my it's God. Cute. so adorable. I want to so get one of those from Mishka, but he would chew it. Mishka, he's get together. <laughs> so, um, so she she's good at that. But like you know, we started in the summer, the spring and summer, and it she's she's got ticks and fleas, not fleas, but she's she's had ticks and she's been bitten by ticks. Mm, and so they had like w- the way they heal because they bruise, and bruises usually heal from the center out. So when it does that, it creates a ring, and I thought that that was like the lime, the deer tick. Uh, oh, you know, right? Because that does have. Yep, a, yep, yep. It wasn't Sorry, ringworm, yeah. was it? It wasn't ringworm. Ringworm is actually a fungal infection. That's like a it 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 is like a raised yeah. disc. Yeah, yeah. I, Prince, uh, my older sister's cat, our mm-hmm. first kitten, yeah. had it, and my mom had to like. Give it a special shampoo bath. Yeah, I actually the first couple of weeks we had them. I had ringworm on my shoulder once, mm. and I don't know where. For the life of me, no idea where I got it's it. The outdoors stuff going it's the outside. Outdoors, kids. I need kids to stay outside. Inside, dogs stay yeah. inside. This is when I was a teenager, and I was like, "What kind of filthy animal am I that I got ringworm on my shoulder just it's out of just nowhere?" Don't shower. I guess I just don't You're bathe filthy. myself. Kip is filthy, guys. Oh my god! I was in middle school. I got a one of the ticks that can carry Lyme disease, mm-hmm. and um, I then wasn't able to go to gym class for like. Nice. Two months or something, and also oh the, the medicine that they make you take 
allows you to sunburn from like fluorescent lights. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't really allowed outside, hence not being able to go. But you pee. didn't get Lyme. Do you have Lyme disease no. now? No. Interesting. So I never got it, but because of the type of tick it was. Yeah, the deer tick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. So my buddy, my buddy got it from the Appalachian Trail, and the way he said he actually does have Lyme disease now, and the way he describes it, which I think is the best way to describe actually having Lyme disease, he says he's minus five hit points for the rest of his life. And I'm like, yeah, that's Aww, perfect. That's, a, that's, perfect way. Way that's a cute way to look at it. Uh, yeah. I, love, very sad. I love the yeah. nerd. I yep. love the nerd. Yep. Okay. So, so that was the only thing you had to pay for. Yep. And okay. also they called me dumb because um, deer ticks don't, they said that, that those Lyme disease carrying ticks don't, exist in this area oh. but now you're telling me that you I got was in alabama. alabama you were in alabama okay Northern right alabama, yeah. yeah they said that that i'm crazy and that she's fine and but well, that's I, always nice when your vet tells you you're crazy yep just that's that's my jam just getting told really that i'm crazy by doctors either? like it's not that far away it's <laughs> wait just does over. your vet seriously just be like you're freaking out over nothing well i mean or I think is they were trying to make me internalizing I mean, it, I mean, obviously, it's me internalizing. Well, no, sometimes, <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> like, we've had conversations, you're like, well, obviously, you hate me now. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, it, it's like the the social anxiety thing. That's oh, right, what I'm right, asking. Right, right. Is it like the parent guilt social anxiety thing, or did they actually literally go, you're an idiot, there's nothing there? Well, they, they, they did explain it to me, and they were just kind of like, you know, it... it it's impossible for your dog to have. And I think oh, because okay. it was like, I, I went back for it a couple of times because mm-hmm. I was just so paranoid about my dog being a bad dog owner. Yeah. That's giving fair. my dog Lyme disease. That's ticks fair. just freak me out. That's You're fair. not supposed to like ticks. No. Does anyone like ticks? Mm. Well, I like the tick, the show, but that's different. I did have a friend ask me what my favorite parasite was. Uh-huh. And, um, cordyceps. Cordyceps are my favorite parasites. We'll do an episode on cordyceps. We won't, actually. We won't. We're not going to talk about cordyceps ever. It could be. In your heart of hearts. No. Do you want to talk about your favorite parasite? So, okay. I will say that that is something that at least I like the vets I go to because they make me feel like I'm not a crazy person. Uh, Like, going back to the beginning of the episode when Quinn hurt herself. So, we were about to take a trip and our roommate at the time didn't have a car and our roommate at the time she watches our pets and it was really good and knew what to do and even like the additional like give Quinn a pill pocket so she can have this medicine to help her little injured leg she was limping the next day and I like freaked out because we were leaving the next day and it was like I knew we didn't have time to take her to the vet before we left and I call him like oh she's limping she's like acting hurter than she did yesterday and I know hurter is not a word it's more hurt yeah more hurt than she was the day before and the technician it was one of the vet techs that worked there was like oh well that makes sense um we were prodding her checking for further injury so it's probably just sore I'm like oh no, that does. He's like, but I will prescribe you an extra painkiller that you can pick up today before we close. Since you guys are going out of town and your roommate doesn't have a car, so it would be difficult for her to suddenly bring her in if something happened. I was like, okay. And it made me, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just being paranoid. And he's like, no, that's why we love our pets and that's why you guys come to I us. I mean, we're about to be out of town for over a week. Yeah, over a week. Which is not something we actually usually do. And we had other friends in town who could take our roommate if, like, the emergency arise. Like, it wasn't, uh, like... 
our roommate was not trapped in the house with no escape. <laughs> it, but it was just like, that's what I do like about my vest is they don't make me feel like a crazy. Even when I'm like calling, I'm like, yeah, dogs did the thing. Or is that fine? They're like, yeah, that's fine. Our dogs are regulars. Yeah. Oh God. They know our car is so annoying now. It's like, what car? Oh, you're in the Honda Civic. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the Bernini Honda Civic. They all know our children. Yeah, they love seeing the, their favorite. They're like, oh, so good. I'm so happy she's healthy. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. she's so <sighs> chill compared to Mishka. So, yeah, emergency yeah. rooms are really stressful, and they're more stressful now with the fact that you can't even go in. Yeah. Like, we thought Mishka, like, might have gotten uh, an ACL tear. Torn ACL. No, but it's, it's, it's the dog equivalent. It's the dog equivalent. It's like a CCL. Yeah, I but think so. he pulled a muscle on his knee, but that's around the area that particular tear can happen. Mm-hmm. And so we had he had to get an X-ray, but then he didn't have to get an X-ray because he was on painkillers, and he was like, "Oh, they're doing so much better in two days. It can't be this tear." He just but like if he had needed the X-ray, they would have had to put him to sleep because he's a very anxious dog, especially when we're not in there with him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so that it's like it's really frustrating too because it's we like, could have maybe gotten him to calm down enough. You know, to even look, but hey, we didn't have. We to didn't need for, it though, so it's fine. So it's it fine. works out, but it, there is something, especially right now, that's very hard to deal with. It's the fact that like I have to help get my dog out of the car, and like we're social distancing from the vet tech, but I'm like, go in, and they keep looking behind, like, why are you leaving me? Why am I going why, with why this are you me? And then they go in and they get treats, and they're like, I love this place. <laughs> and they're so happy to come back though. And then they're like, car ride, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on pet care emergency or pet insurance, guys? Um, down with capitalism. Down with capitalism. Yeah. Free, free, free social health, medicine free for animals. <laughs> also, maybe let's free social Medicare for humans first, and then we'll tackle the animal thing. But also pre-existing animals conditions. Matter. And animals matter. Animals matter. Well, also yeah. vets need to get paid because they go. Vets need to get paid. Everyone get paid. Pre-existing conditions and puppies is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that th- yeah. we should do something to regulate that maybe because it's unfair. Yeah, it have to be done by law because they're not going to do it themselves. Never trust. It's not exactly high up on the priority list right now. Yeah. Also, yeah, we have much more There's important. There's way more other things. To but there. this yeah, is a pet podcast, so maybe you guys agree with us because <laughs> you can very easily uh, email your local representatives. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and tell them that pet insurance needs to include pre-existing conditions. So mm-hmm. I hope I've you... actually done that. It's I haven't heard back. Okay. <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pet Parents Bob. We're gonna have a funner, lighter episode next week. Um. Thanks for listening, and we will continue to get better. Also, our socials, uh, follow us on oh, yes. Instagram. We also have a Facebook page and a Twitter, Pet Parents Pod. Um, parents, search for us plural. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pet Parents Pod. We post almost daily on Instagram, so if you'd like to see pictures of all of our puppies and, and cats. cats. Mm-hmm. And animals in general, because Kip has more than just puppies and cats. We'll yep. eventually get Kip to post other animal pictures. Eventually. Yep. But anyway, eventually. we post almost all this, almost daily, so follow us on there. And like I said, we're going to get better at this, and thanks for hanging in there. And good luck with your hopes and dreams. Good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. Goodbye.